Hello, and welcome to the Area 831 podcast. I'm your host, Michael Gaither. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Emily Stansel. Before we get into today's episode, please take a moment to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at Area 831 Podcast. That's where you'll be able to check out some of the behind-the-scenes content, as well as find out when our next episode will be dropping. It's also where we can see your feedback about the show. Tell us what you think. Let us know if there's someone you think we should be talking to. Today on the show, we have Aaron Hine, co-founder of LifeAid. For those of you who don't know, LifeAid is a healthy alternative to energy drinks. We are excited to showcase another small business on the podcast. Well, Aaron, thanks for joining us. And if you can see us on camera, cheers. <laughs> all right, cheers, Team Eight Three One. My son actually drank all the uh, Fit Aid out of the fridge up here uh, on the mountain, so I'm uh, Fit Aid less today. But uh, when I get home, I'll <laughs> reward myself with one. Joe's looking for a drink of, of your own brand. I am. Uh, Do you have yeah. a favorite one? You know, I get asked that frequently, and it's kind of like a child, you know, they, they're all your favorites and I do consume them all. I mean, that's the, they're all made around, you know, Ryan and I, my business partner's own lifestyle. And and so, you know, if I look at what I drink the most of it's probably focus aid, actually, mm-hmm. you know, we created a, a nootropic drink for brain health. And that one just for me after lunchtime, when I feel like taking a nap and I need to keep powering on, that's just the one that nice. really gets me in the zone. Yeah. yeah, I had this one the other day. The um, the brain boost, which I really liked because it was some that's nice the one I'm talking about. Yeah, focus, yeah, so. it, it, it was just like a little bit of caffeine, but it wasn't like a. I, I've actually gone off coffee recently too, so I'm looking for stuff like this too, which I'm really happy with. Yep, yeah, a lot of people like that 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 don't like the caffeine hit because it's got a little green tea in it, but you know it's got yeah. nootropics for brain health, um, which you know really the nootropic movement is really taken off in the last decade or so. What is that? While we're talking about that, basically, basically different uh, uh, vitamins and supplements that help with memory, focus, mental acuity. Um, like in our, in our drink and focus aid, we have uh, alpha GPC, GABA. GABA is measured actually when you're in flow states. So you've heard of flow state before on mm-hmm. high performing athletes. I mean, entrepreneurs talk about flow a lot. And when people are in flow, measuring the type of brain waves, you know, GABA is kind of foundational for, for getting into that flow state. So when we were, when we always reverse engineer our drinks, so when we're looking at, okay, what do we want for focus? Like the idea would be like having people back into flow. And for me, when I drink that product, well, like I said, when I feel like taking a nap, it like just gets me in the zone without getting jacked up or jittery, like a typical energy drink would. Yeah. yeah, we were hanging out. The crew was hanging out at a, a brewery on Sunday, and I had a a stout, and I had to pour a shot of coffee in it because I like that flavor. And I got this major caffeine, like I was, my feet were tapping, and I'm like, you know, I don't miss this. It's been a long time. This is this don't is- they call it a speedball? That's like an upper and downer at the same yeah, time. Yeah, or- so, yeah. Exactly. So what you're doing is on a much more even deal. Uh, we yeah, wanted to talk yeah. about focus on Santa Cruz, but I, I kind of want to like b- bounce around a bit. Um, energy drinks. So. Did the, the caffeine sugary things kind of come first? And when did the healthy alternatives kind of come into play? I'm kind of jumping ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, we're all probably roughly this the same age. Maybe Emily's got a little younger than than uh, at least me. But, uh, you know, when we I was growing up, those, you know, the big three energy drinks that everyone knew, you know, Red Bull, Rockstar, Monster, they're all basically the same base formula. A ton of synthetic caffeine and synthetic caffeine's nasty stuff. You should, there's a book called Caffeinated. What is it comes from these gigafactories uh, in China, 
full of industrial chemicals. It's really nasty stuff. They, they won't let the FDA in to do any inspections. I mean, really? it's um, I had no yeah, idea. That sounds, so, sounds terrible. Yeah. If, if they're not listing their caffeine source on a product, if it just says caffeine, then it's synthetic caffeine. You, wow. you, 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 you list, you market organic coffee, uh, green, we use green tea and yerba right. mate, right? right? Which are pretty right, right. You know, popular. But, um, so yeah, synthetic caffeine, high sugar, obviously, you know, you look at like a, so a monster 50 grams of sugar, 50 grams of sugar. If you go and get a blood glucose tolerance test for diabetes at your doc right now, they're going to give you 70 grams of sugar and then measure how your blood sugar reacts to, to cons- that wow. cons- consuming that amount. So you're basically giving yourself by drinking some of these drinks, a blood glucose, a glucose tolerance test, every single can you crack. It's, it's crazy. And then the artificial sweeteners, don't get me started on that. Sucralose, (laughs) aspartame, ACE K. I mean, this stuff was developed as rat poison initially and then figured out in, in smaller doses, it doesn't kill the rats, but it's very sweet. And, uh, and, and so the artificial sweeteners, they kill your gut microbiome. There's plenty of studies now on PubMed around that. So if you look at the evolution of the energy drink category, you know, we had mm-hmm. those big three energy drinks, which were uh, historically, again, high sugar, synthetic yeah. caffeine. What, what year was that when those kind of came into fashion? It was a nineties. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And 90s. I think we all know people that consume those monster drinks like three, four or five a day sometimes because they're like, give oh, you gosh. a jolt and you crash and you take crazy. Yeah. yeah. And even especially the kids, you know, yeah. And aren't some of those things that you listed in the synthetic caffeinated drinks, they're like, I mean, obviously the the sugar and the glucose levels is, are just insane, but aren't they link, linked to headaches and stuff like that too? It's interesting you you say that, Emily. The um, If you go on the website for the, you know, the Migraine Association or, you know, they have their own um, a group forum, they specifically... Uh, uh, list to stay away from the the artificial the synthetic artificial sweeteners yeah. because they have shown that it does trigger headaches with migraine sufferers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and um, I think it's kind of off topic, but um, Orbit gum, some of their gums have um, it's uh what what was the word? It starts with an A. Yeah, they have sucralose in them. And the as- aspartame. What's that word? Aspartame. aspartame. They have aspartame. I think yeah. Orbit has sucralose, but they might have aspartame. Yeah. But it, I can tell when I take a piece of that gum, it gives me a headache me instantly. Too. That's how me I know. It, yeah, really? I'm yeah. super yeah. sensitive to it. Totally. Yeah. And I, I was prone to migraines when I was growing up. So as soon as I made that connection, like that was it. And I can pick up on that flavor in anything instantly. How bizarre too. You're like, oh, a gum, no big deal. And then you're like, yeah. gosh, I got a headache. No, and it's you a, could go on for 10 flavor. years and yeah. not even make the connection and then all of a sudden one day you're like wait a second yeah yeah that's poisoning me right so in in terms of you mentioned like high sugar and the caffeine so my wife is recently like off of sodas and so during the holidays i don't know she had like a second can of coke or whatever and i'm like you know there's like 30 40 grams of sugar in this can of coke and we had just bought a food scale. And I'm like, let's see how much sugar is 40 grams, right? So I got a little like bowl, right? Put on oh. the scale and I just kept going and kept going. And it like, like formed a peak in the bowl. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what you're drinking. You just had two of these, you know. Today. Isn't it a bizarre visual when yeah, you yeah, do yeah. that? Pour so the sugar thought, out. It's, she's done. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. Wow. You know, and Coke, um, you know, they're, they're the, the OG, right. As far as, as, you know, poisoning our kids with sugar, the, uh, 
the zeros, you know, those zeros are all artificial, artificially sweetened. That's why they're now, zero. They just yeah. launched. Yeah, <laughs> they just launched a naturally sweetened zero calorie Coke. I haven't tasted it yet. They've tried to do it in the past. It didn't work, but they just launched it. I don't believe it's available in California. It's only in a couple of states, huh. but they did it with uh, monk fruit and stevia, which, mm, you know, the stevias mm. have gotten a lot better from a flavor perspective and monk fruit. I'm a big fan of. Yeah. So we'll see, you know, you, you might be able to have your Coke and eat it too, or drink it too. <laughs> uh, as I say. So that, that's a good point. You, you mentioned like your kids, obviously with your product, that's your, your kids are, uh, we, you know, took a look through your social feeds and stuff and you've got younger kids, I mean, teenagers, and you're obviously, this is something that you're fine with them drinking because it's doing actually a lot of healthy things for them. And do, do you think, do you find that your kids like your products and would choose it over going for like a Coke or something like that in terms of, you know, my son only drinks Fidade. I mean, it, to the point where it's, I have to have a talk with, with them. I'm like, dude, I get this stuff at cost and you're still costing me a lot of money. <laughs> Let's just pull it back just a little bit. You walk into his room and he has pyramids of empty cans of, of fit aid. So yeah, no, oh my gosh. they've been with, you know, they, they were there at the inception. Uh, my daughter was five. My, my, my son was three years old. You know, so they've seen the whole thing. They've been out in the field with us. They've traveled with us. They brand reps for us. Cool. They've slept product. They, you know, they've done it all. And they're they're Big fans. my kids and Ryan's kids. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, How old are your kids now? How old are your kids now? Uh, almost seventeen and nineteen. Okay, so, Crazy. Nice. That's so. Fifty's cool. been around for a while fun. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're twelve years. Uh, yeah, twelve years. Huh? Nice. Nice. So, um, energy drinks in the nineties, and what? I, I'm I'm bouncing around between the chrono chronology, but but. When did you decide that we need something better than these horrible, nasty, artificial crap drinks? Yeah, I mean, I was I was a sports chiropractor in Scotts Valley for for uh, ten years, mm -hmm. and I was treating a lot of professional athletes. You know, we've got quite a quite a few professional athletes, especially back then, uh, from um, MLB and and um, NFL uh, coming into my office, and these guys would be coming in with your typical big three energy drinks and i'm like mm -hmm. what are you doing you're a ferrari and you're putting 87 gas in a ferrari you know <laughs> that you know like it's how great, are you it's a great analogy. why are you doing this right. and they'd say well you know doc i'm drinking i drink a lot of water already but what would you have me drink and i'd always be you know playing around and concocting my own formulations on things and and working to get them off of you know that artificial garbage or the high sugar stuff yeah. And, uh, you know, they would comply and, and try out different things and that type of thing. And, and so it started sparking an idea. And, you know, when, when I met Orion, who was a certified financial planner in, in Scotts Valley as well, and our kids were in school together and friends, and we just started really, you know, jiving on different ideas. And we had lots of different thoughts about things. And this is just something that really resonated with us because we had young kids and we saw what was going on with kids and the influence of sodas and energy drinks on mm -hmm. our children and even i remember him and i you know we're going to, through a grocery aisle uh one day it might have been like scotts valley market or something and one of the young kids just reaches because you know they got a pretty low uh, uh bar to reach into the cooler and just reaches and grabs one of these colorful energy drinks and i'm thinking to myself oh my gosh like they're hooking them in you know, it, it, like from this like subconscious perspective, sure. just by, you know, the color. And it's even worse now because now they have Skittles flavored and Starburst oh, flavored gross. and, you know, all of these type of things. And they're not supposed to be marketing to kids, but they're having 
but they're it's colorful. It's kind of yeah, like going yeah. going yeah. going yeah. way back and marketing Camel cigarettes to kids with Joe Camel. I mean, they right. made them yeah, attractive totally. and cartoony and fun and yeah, yeah. 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 Just, I mean, I think it's going to be the same thing. You fast forward twenty years from now, you know, we're going to be looking at some of this stuff that we were putting in our body from a consumer packaged good, mm-hmm. food and beverage perspective, the same way that we look at cigarettes or that we look at lead and pain or asbestos, you know, in in our ceilings. Like it's just not healthy. It's not what we do anymore. And regulations crack down on a lot of that stuff. But that's a good point though. Like you said, they're, they're down low. They're putting these drinks down low to catch that audience of people who are younger, get the on this stuff, like from an early age. And it's, it's just crazy. I mean, the, the amount of sugar and, and how that translates into the, your, how your glucose spikes and, straight to your pancreas and the insulin that then tur- it turns back out and it's like too much for your, for little bodies to anybody to handle really yeah. but how that just then starts the whole train of impacting your health in a negative way it's it's pretty yeah cool. I, it's crazy i have a horse in the race obviously and, and i'm very opinionated on this but if you really just look at the data and say okay i don't i, I don't have an opinion anyway adult adult onset diabetes is now prevalent in children it's like three out of 10 kids are getting what we used to call adult onset diabetes, Mm -hmm. right? Um, ADHD didn't exist back in the, you know, basically the seventies and and eighties and has now gone through what is, you know, so you see all these things really linked to these horrible diets, you know, and Mm -hmm. we we can't let the school system off the hook either because, you know, they've been going off this outdated food pyramid and basically fat is evil Uh, we now now know that that whole campaign was put out by the sugar industry you know and 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 we replaced fat with sugar and we got these kids fully jacked up on the most powerful drug outside of cocaine that there is and the Mm -hmm. sugar and that's how they learn to operate you know they can't even function unless they get their daily fix and if they don't get their daily fix they throw a tantrum and then what do the parents do Oh, stop, stop freaking out. And I'll give you a candy bar. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's drug it dealing. Is. is it true? It's like, to harp, yeah. And harping on the, but not to harp on it, but like on the, like on the Cokes and the Pepsis, is it true? The sodium count is, is high too, because it actually makes you thirsty, but the sweet kind of counteracts it. So you don't realize you keep staying thirsty. Then you open up another can of Pepsi and Coke. That's true. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you'll notice that or maybe you won't notice, but we don't put sodium in any of our drinks specifically for that reason. Right. You know, the American diet's way too high in sodium. What we right. are deficient in is typically potassium and magnesium, both electrolytes we do include in almost all of our blends, but we leave out sodium uh, for that purpose. Like, in, like, like I'm sitting here drinking a can of Fit Aid mango sorbet, and it has a whopping three grams of sugar, and it's like very reasonable, and it's got a lot of good stuff in it, you know. And I think in the yeah, in the we've scene, catered to the fitness community. It's like, you know, when you're talking two or three grams. Uh, you're going to burn that off in your warm up. You're going to burn that off or, you know, we're only talking about uh, 12 calories total. So yeah. like your walk basically from your car to the gym is right. you it's can a healthy, burn it's through, a healthy drink. through that. Yeah. So keeping the sugar content low, but keeping the flavor profile, like it's a, it's a tough yeah. game that you're playing and keeping away from the mm-hmm. artificial sweeteners. Like we could have a lot of different flavors if we were using the aspartame or sucralose or ACE K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we stay away from that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point because that that's the general rule of thumb, right? When you have something with um with a higher like sugar count, is if you can get your body moving right after to burn it off, move it around so it doesn't stay sitting 
asking because you know I, and I'm I guess I'm curious I've never tried one of the you've got like this the ones that's for sleep I think do you put the sugar do you put sugar in that version too or that's like that one's sugar free uh, yeah dream aid yeah, yeah we have dream aid um yeah. very effective product so all of our stick products our powder products are completely sugar free so those are um monk fruit and, and stevia sweetened cool. and you mix them with water I mean, we do have a zero sugar uh uh, ready to drink beverage uh, line as well with um, several products uh, that ha have the same sweetener, monk fruit and stevia. I haven't seen the dream aid line. I got to look at that too. Very cool. Yeah. It's mainly online on Amazon, mm -hmm. on our website. We're in Walmart in the, in the Northeast. Just kind of going back, you were talking about when you were a chiropractor and you had these athletes coming in and you're like, stop drinking that. I'll cook something up. Like how do you feel, or how do I phrase this? Do you feel that, like when you were in the kitchen trying to come up with what eventually became like a life aid, your life aid product that you're kind of true to what that was then. Or do you think like that was like not bad for then, but you've just improved and iterated uh, from there to where we are today. I'm just kind of curious, like how the product has changed from when you're like cooking batches in your kitchen <laughs> or garage to like, yeah. you know, when you took it to the masses. Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, when we had our initial formulations, we went to what's called a flavor house, which is basically a you know, food scientist lab and uh, handed the food scientist, her name was Nieti, uh, the formulation and said, oh, by the way, we want to keep it, you know, low to no sugar, no artificial sweeteners, no sodium. Here's the formulation. And she said, there's no way you can create a drink this healthy and not use a lot of sugar or artificial sweeteners. Mm. it's going to taste like crap and blah blah and i remember i took my paper back from her because i didn't want to have my formula <laughs> i was like okay well we'll go somewhere else then and yeah. started to walk away and she's like whoa you guys already booked the time like let's go ahead and work at it and see if we could do something and the first iterations of our drinks you know they, they weren't the best tasting I'll, uh, I'll admit it now that you know we continue to iterate uh, to improve flavor profiles, you know, and we have over the last, you know, decade or 12 years continue to work and improve. And like I said, the, the stevia of 12 years ago, um, compared to the stevia today, they've super improved on how that tastes and that flavor profile. Monk fruit wasn't even an option 12 years ago. It's more readily available today. So there's things that we can use now to get a, a, a really, a, good flavor profile it's not overly sweet but you know kind of is is pleasing to the palate uh that weren't available you know over a decade ago but we've always stayed within our confines of always keeping it clean natural no artificial sweeteners etc do you find that um being based in santa cruz it, it was easy to slip into the market being that the, most of the people here are pretty health conscious you would think so um it, it's kind of a it, it's it's yeah i'm gonna say yes and no the yes part of it was you know i had been in this community my whole life and so had orion so our network of people that we knew and that kind of liked and trusted us was pretty vast so we got a lot of early adoption because of that hmm. now santa cruz as y'all probably know is you know kind of the hippie capital of the world it you know they, yes. the whole movement started here with the hip pocket bookstore and you know going yep. back and you know my father-in-law was heavily involved in in that movement back uh in the in the 60s so 
when people look at us in the form factor, the automatic assumption is like, oh, that's an energy drink. Well, half of our line doesn't have any caffeine whatsoever, you know, yeah. so we're not an energy drink company. So we're not quite hippie enough, if the, for lack of a better term, for maybe your typical Santa Cruz uh, crowd that's more into like making their homemade kombucha and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. That's true. So <laughs> we we would hit certain roadblocks there where people would make assumptions about what we were doing when actually we were being very true to our Santa Cruz roots, yeah. you know, in the products we were producing. They just they they weren't without looking at the ingredients. It's easy to kind of just dismiss it as like, oh, this must be the same thing that that other companies have always put out and they've all put out garbage. The stores kind of control part of your brand identity too, with who they put you next to on a shelf. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, I I've seen yeah. fit eight, like at yeah, step yeah. of life, you guys kind of are off on your own. Right. I think step yep. of life. Um, but if I walked into like a Walmart or a Safeway, you know, for example, you're right there next to the big three. Right. So it's, you're right. Like it's not obvious that like, Hey, one of these is not like the others. Um, so, so that's kind of a battle you guys have to fight, right? It's that battle perception. Totally. Yeah. It's a great, a great observation and great point. And to, you know, Michael's point earlier about, you know, the nineties energy drink movement, then we have this functional um, drink movement or perform what they call performance energy. And there's a lot of really big brands in this performance energy section. Uh, you may know or may not know Celsius, Alani News, C4, Bang. Mm -hmm. Right. And they disrupted the big three, the traditional energy drink market with this new category of, OK, here's an energy drink. But there's a perception that it's better for you and it has some functional ingredient outside of just caffeine and taurine. Right. Yeah. It's got and sugar. It's got maybe creatine in it or it's got amino acids or something. I call that an energy 2.0. You know, if you like, if you look at energy 1.0, then you had energy 2.0. Problem with energy 2.0 is a lot of people drink them because they believe that there's some health benefit associated with them. But if you actually look at the ingredients, they still are sweetened with the artificial sweeteners, sucralose, mm. aspartame, ACE K. A lot of them still use synthetic caffeine coming from gigafactories in China, right? So they're really not that different. They've just positioned them differently. And with our it was um, marketing, clean right? energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's great marketing. Yeah. You know, with our clean energy drink line, I call us the evolution of the energy drink category or energy 3.0, because we actually make good on those promises. It's like, okay, we're going to enter the energy drink category with this line behind me, which is, uh, you know, the Fit Aid energy line. But we're going to do so, uh, to your point, Joe, being true to, you know, our, our ethos, which is keeping it clean keeping it a moderate caffeine hit, keeping the caffeine source natural from green tea or yerba mate, mm -hmm. um, you know, not putting tons of sugar in it, keeping, uh, keeping away from all the artificial sweeteners, no sodium, et cetera. So we were able to do something that was congruent with our core values, but we have our non-caffeinated line, life aid, immunity aid, party aid, dream aid. You know, we've got quite a few SKUs um, that have, you know, zero caffeine. I know you guys have your offices in the Wrigley building, right? We, we are. Yeah. We've been in there for about a decade. Uh, not, yeah. Nice. A decade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, familiar. I'm so, vaguely familiar with it only because I, I used to work for somebody who I think helped out or with the design of it. Um, okay. So I think, I think I've heard that there's like a pretty cool office culture there. Is that, are you we guys got like a cool office now? We've got a fun gym. We built out a nice gym that a lot of people use in the office. We've got a full bar in the office. We kind of work hard 
hard, play hard. <laughs> We've got a nice little outdoor patio for the summer. We can barbecue and uh, tables out there to kind of get little peaks of the ocean. Uh, we've got a podcast room. You know, we've got a lot of fun stuff. It's an open format. It's a great building. You know, I was going there every year. I'd go there as, as a cut child growing up, going to Natural Bridges Elementary School and, you know, get our once a year Wrigley tour. And, and we'd get a big one of those big jumbo packs of gum. So we were all excited. <laughs> we got to go and get one of those big packs. But, it was not full yeah, of aspartame pretty... back then, by the way, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, I, it was yeah. it just had a little natural sugar back then. I like how I like how decades later, we still call it the Wrigley building for locals that is it not? what yeah. is it what what is it actually called i think we start. university business park oh, that's is, is but we know it's the wrigley building <laughs> even william who owns it calls it the wrigley building yeah. so yeah. yeah it's part of local we, culture yeah. are you ahead, canning John. are you canning and producing at at your office there or is that done elsewhere is more of a headquarters at the uh wrigley building yeah it's headquarters and we have uh, one of our several um fulfillment distribution center so upstairs is headquarters downstairs is our, our warehouse and distribution um there is no facility in santa cruz that that could accommodate you know what we do um and it's a very specific process because we don't use you know artificial sweeteners we don't use preservatives it's got to have a certain process to it um we do use a facility primarily up in portland they have their own well so there's no uh, fluoride or chlorine in, in our products, um, which is super important to me and mm -hmm. important to some people. Uh, so, you know, it's well water run through reverse osmosis and, and they're able to do our natural process. So, wow. um, um, and we have a, a co-packer on the East coast, one in Europe now, uh, that's handling our EU productions. That's great. What a great story. What a great local story. What something off your website said too that um, you're an independent brand. You're not under a conglomerate of a big corporation. Is that something you want to keep definitely keep a hold of as you keep moving forward? Yeah, I mean, Orion and I and, and our local investors still own a majority of the company. We yeah. put us all together, so that's you know special to us that you know we can control our own destiny. Um, you know, so many of the the brands, the great brands. Dwala would be a great local example. Get oh, bought out by a right. conglomerate and then get squashed. You know, yeah. Dwala doesn't exist anymore because you know their their parent company uh, was Coke, I believe. Uh, you know, decided it wasn't worth. Yeah. There was a San Francisco <laughs> brand, Highball, which is a clean energy drink. Uh, oh, just yeah. got put out of existence uh, last week by AB InBev. You know, Budweiser uh, just bought them and then and then squished them a few years later. So. Yeah, you know, it's nice to be able to provide living wages to local folks and and have people stay in the county. I mean, growing up in this county, I don't know how most people can afford to stay. It's just it's ridiculous if you don't have wealthy, you know, parents and that type of thing, like trying to pay, you know, rent on, on your own place at, at four or five, six thousand dollars a month. I mean, are yeah. you kidding me? Plus student loans and all the other things and having to eat. It's just, it's getting to be ridiculous where we've got this crazy dichotomy of, you know, the, you have to be kind of ultra wealthy to live here or homeless and you get kind of taken care of on those sides with that whole middle is getting squeezed out. And, um, you know, we're working against that tide to, provide living wage jobs to you know people so they can stay in the county mm -hmm. i like what you just said and i think it's going to be a thread that runs through a lot of these interviews we do we just talked to i believe it's going to be the previous episode when these things air um joe and gail ortiz of gail's bakery and a big thing they were talking about was 
they had to raise their prices a bit because they want their employees to be able to afford rent and food. They're really looking, they're really focusing on, we have to have our employees make enough money to be able to be here. And the same thing you just said about your employees as well. You know, yeah. you're really mindful yeah. of that. Yeah. It's a challenging situation that, you know, everybody's in and, and, you know, business owners are dealing with and, and, uh, you know, providing a great workplace. You know, we've always had one of our core values to provide the most fun and, and, you know, entertaining workplace in, in Santa Cruz County. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of that whole coming back to that work hard, play hard. But I mean, look, I'm having a good time. I, I get to work two blocks from where I grew up. I, you know, I do my morning routine walking down to Natural Bridges Beach every morning. Like it, part of it is it's just, you know, we've got to pay the tax to live in, you know, one of the centers of the universe, which is Santa yeah. Cruz. And I've been all over the country and all over the world. And there's, you know, pound for pound, this this is right ranks right up there with some of the best spots in the world. You know, and going back to talking about the 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 hippie history and just where we're at now, it's like we love our bubble. <laughs> we, we love it here. Yeah. You know, so it's. Yeah, it's such a weird mix of, you know, kind of lots of different extremes that seem to coexist. It really is both sides. You know, I, mean, a, I think the yeah, left. Yeah, we got a heavy libertarian streak in, yeah. in Santa Cruz and yeah. especially up here in the mountains in Bonnie Dune. And you got, you know, a lot of, you know, I just listening to the stories of, of my, my father-in-law who's passed, Leon, when the early days when Santa Cruz was all farm town and it was all farmers. And then, you know, the Hip Bucket Bookstore opened and the Free Speech Forum and he'd go down there and you know, preach the the good word, uh, you know, every week and have these open debates and forums on this counterculture and, you know, prescribing acid to his patients when he was a psychologist at Dominican, <laughs> like crazy <laughs> stuff, you know, and you see how, you know, we, we, we went away from like kind of conservative farmers to, to a whole different thing. And, you know, it's, it's produced an interesting experiment over the yeah. last, uh, you know, 60 years. Yeah. And there was still a mix of everybody, obviously, too, which is good, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Let's walk us through your uh, your childhood and, you know, memories you have that are fond to you. And obviously your kids are growing up kind of in the same area you are. So just kind of, you know, walk us through some of your history. I had a great, you know, childhood here, you know, grew up on Sacramento Avenue, seven houses down from the beach. I remember being a little kid and listening to my parents debate because we were renting the house and they decided not to buy it at the time because like many of the houses on the west side, it had a little, uh, you know, mildew uh, issue. Uh, you mean like most of the houses in Santa Cruz? <laughs> yeah. So they passed on it for the whopping sum of $70,000. Wow. Uh, <laughs> what have should have, could have. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, back then it was all about just riding your bike or your skateboard as far as you could go. So that was that was my little bubble was going to natural bridges or riding down to the lighthouse and you know hanging out with with the, the kids from from um, natural bridges and then my, my folks moved to uh, um, to Felton in, in middle school. So then I grew up, you know, at SLV and had the kind of valley experience, but I've literally lived in every uh, uh, town in Santa Cruz County with the exception of Watsonville. I've been lived in Aptos twice, Capitola Village, Midtown and Seabright, which is amazing experience. Obviously the West Side, Bonnie Dunes, Scotts Valley, 
Venom and Boulder Creek and Felton. So I've had a little taste of uh, pretty much the oh. entire county. What's your What's been your favorite part of town that you lived in? You know, it, it's different stages of life, right? I mean, when you're living on Capitola Village, right at the top of Depot Hill, and you can look out your balcony and kind of yell at people on the beach and that whole scene. I mean, that plays to your early 20s pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would not suck. Midtown, yeah. I. Yeah. Midtown is the most people don't realize when you're living in Midtown, like it's so quick to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. You could be on the west side in minutes. You could be on 41st Avenue in minutes. It's like it's crazy when you live in Midtown, how convenient it is. So from the convenience factor and then swinging by Shoppers Corner, yeah. you know, every evening, grabbing a bottle of wine and a steak. And that was my dinner for a year, like a year and a <laughs> half. I mean, that was pretty special. But there's nothing like Bonnie doing. Don't tell anybody, but this is, you know, for <laughs> it's just us talking here. It's up, fine. Yeah. 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 You know, having a family and the community here in Bonnie Dune and our group of about, you know, 40 ish couples that, you know, we all hang out and get together and our kids have all grown up together. And like, it's, there's something about mountain living and still having, you know, quick access to to the beach in town when you want it but uh you know living up here in the mountains yeah and bonnie dune is it's, it's out of town but it's not really that far but it's, it's so, it, yeah and if we can go off on a tangent if you're not used to coming up here it's far for yeah. me i get on my motorcycle or, or jump in my car and you know it's not far How long have you been i drive dune? a lot faster than most people. that's yeah. where i would live if i if i could yeah. afford to buy a house anytime soon i would look yeah. for property in bonnie dune for sure it, you yeah, know, it's just yeah, it's like you said, mountain living and and you're not that far out of town. And there's mm -hmm. if you're a wine drinker, which it sounds like you are, there's lots of good wineries up that way, too. So the Beauregards are yeah. some of our closest friends. So, I, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. winery. Yeah, that, that yeah no, they're great. Awesome. They're great. Yeah, we've been up here for uh, 20 years oh, now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we moved here in 03. Yeah. Uh, lived off the grid, lived, moved into a little uh, trailer uh, with my wife. We were heating uh, water on the stove for bass, living out of ice chests, <laughs> wow. uh, completely off grid. And then finally got a little solar thing built. And I told her, it's just going to be temporary, honey. We're just living in this trailer, you know, for a few months until we start building our dream house. Well, uh, 20 years later, uh, I'm still not quite there, but <laughs> you know, yeah, life goes. Yeah. He, uh, she went from a city slicker to being, you know, a mountain woman. But it sounds like, it sounds like you and Bonnie do have grown on her over the years. It really sounds like it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, she loves and it. And speaking too. of, well, we talked about this before the recording started, but you, you know, the CZU fires a few years ago, you're, you were part of that recovery project process. So how's that going and what happened to you during the CZU fire? So we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it was, that's a tough one. You know, it was, yeah. uh, you know, three years ago in August, um, yeah. my, my parents anniversary, uh, the 18th, they were, you know, my mom's just passed a couple weeks ago, but she had advanced Alzheimer's oh. for 12 years. So oh, sorry. my parents yeah. have always lived, uh, very close to us so we could help out with my mom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but my dad would still take her out once a year for their anniversary to Carmel and, you know, we had those three fires from the, from the lightning. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. I was down at the beach in Davenport and I was with a good friend of mine from Austin and we look up and it had to been the nicest, sunniest day of the year. And there's this massive dark streak going uh, parallel to the, to the beach line all the way down. As far as you can see, it was the most bizarre thing ever. I, I wish I would have taken a picture of it because you're in the sunny day and birds are flying everywhere there's not a cloud in the sky and then there's this black streak going down the beach and i'm like what the heck is that and we're joking around about you know who knows what that is and 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 
Uh, lo and behold, it's supposedly something called a roll cloud, which I still have never seen since. But that triggered this freak event of lightning storms. And I, I woke up in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., to the most spectacular lightning storm I've ever seen in my entire life. And we don't get lightning hardly ever wow. up here. And yeah, I'm staring out the window and I look to my left and my son, he woke up too. And so we're looking at it together. And um, that was pretty crazy well as we know it started a few fires but those fires were miles away from us there were three different fires all all about five miles away one west right. one north one south and everyone's saying oh you know we're keeping tabs we're all real close up here and close to the fire department oh nothing to worry about it's out in the middle of nowhere nothing's going to get harmed in anything well as we know the wind picked up significantly uh in those few days and then those fires the smoke started getting so bad i uh I told my, 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 my dad, Hey, don't come home. Like, you know, he, this, the smoke is too thick. In fact, I'm going to get a hotel room in town. Like he can't even breathe up here. And, um, and so I get a hotel room down, down in Santa Cruz and, uh, and we're eating sushi downtown. I get uh evac notice on my phone, auto, auto robo call evac notice. And I'm like, we've gotten evac notices before. We got one during the Lockheed fire, which I kept an eye on the whole time. That was actually mm -hmm. super close to us as the bird flies is only a half mile away. Right. And, you know, but we're running. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, ah, Lockheed's there. They're going to do everything they can to protect Lockheed. Yeah. Trust me. You know, they're not letting that place burn. <laughs> you, know, you know, they got too many shady things over there to, <laughs> to let that thing burn. And uh, so I was like, eh, here's another evac notice. Like, no big deal. But, you know, our dog was still up here. So I was like, yeah, I got to go get the dog anyway. And Rama and my wife said, yeah, I'll go with you and we'll go check on things. Well, we had just finished a gorgeous uh, 200 square foot treehouse, 50 oh. feet up these redwoods. Oh it, I mean, it was gorgeous, gorgeous. It had a full queen bed. It had an abalone lined bathroom Whoa. with abalone shell. It had wood milled from our property overlooking, wow. you know, a, a, a basically a, 180 degree ocean view i mean it was oh spectacular God. it wow. literally had just gotten done i never even stayed in it and so we climbed up to the top of the treehouse because it was the best vantage point just to see what this evac was all about and i'm telling you i saw trees going up like matchsticks on last chance just coming over the ridge it was like oh. pine trees boom and, and in two seconds, the whole thing would be consumed. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is real and it's close. Wow. And so I sent her away right away. She, you know, to, to go get the kids. I call my dad and I'm like, you know, this is bad. Like, I we might actually lose it this time. I, you know, I went into my house. I'm like, I think I got 30 to 60 minutes before this thing hits me. And I'm so worked up you know, you're such in fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. You're just not thinking clearly at all. And I'm like, I got to just have a reset. So I actually turn on the cold water and the shower. I was like, I need to just like shock my system so I can breathe and then figure out what I need to load in the car and, you know, be thoughtful about it. And you know, that right when I'm hopping in my, my phone and wallet are on the, on the, on the bathroom tile there. I get a text thread from all our buddies up here in Bonnie doing, they're like, the, they're, they said, uh, the fire's at the top of Jameson, you got to go. And I'm, you know, right past Jameson, the top of Jameson. I go, no, it's not. I can see the fire. I'm looking at it down there. Well, little did I know it had already gone all the way up little basin, big basin, 
you know, and then came back up with Jameson. So it was, we were getting squished oh, on three sides. Yeah, it by freaking the fire. traveled back in the mountains. Yeah, it, did yeah, it fully really... traveled. Yeah. So I obviously didn't take a shower. I got dressed again. I uh, threw just a couple things in the car. I rush out to the gate and then I realize I forgot my wallet. It's sitting, you know, on the, on the counter where I was about to take a shower. And I'm thinking to myself, if everything burns, I have no identification. Oh you know, Ugh. my passport's going to burn. Everything's going to burn. You took a so shower I, to like great. chill out with the adrenaline and then got a jolt from your friend's test. Oh, yeah. I think you get a jolt. So then I got to drive a mile back down the dirt road. I grab my grab my uh, wallet, throw it in the car, and then I'm looking at my basement, and I'm like, "Man, I'm such you know, I'm such a wine snob. I had probably like <laughs> 500 bottles of just premium wine down there, mm. and I'm I just looked at it and go, I can't go with nothing. I run down there, I <laughs> oh grab four bottles, two in each hand, throw them in the car. <laughs> I get to the gate. And mm. I'm going out the gate, and fire had jumped already. Both sides oh, of the road were burning. Oh, it was the whole crazy. the whole ridge was on fire. It had come up Jameson, all right, and it was oh, heading right yeah. to me. Whole ridge was on fire. Other side of the road was on fire in multiple spots. It had jumped. I would say if I would have given it ten more minutes, I'd have been toasted. And in fact, yeah. when we finally made it back, you know there were fully cooked dead deer on our road that oh, couldn't wow. get out so if a deer couldn't escape as fast as they can run yeah. there were squirrels everywhere i mean it was crazy it was it was like armageddon it was basically the surface of the moon it was powder this deep nothing left the only thing that made it was my pizza oven everything else was gone tree house two houses two outdoor kitchens I lost my boat two rvs five motorcycles oh, all no. turned to ash it wow. was just streams of aluminum yeah aluminum rivers that's all that was left well i i hope Crazy. i hope um you've saved at least one of those four bottles of wine that you got to For a special um, occasion toast no when when you're when and we were talking about this before we started recording but you know you're you're two weeks away from moving back into the property i, yep. I hope you saved yeah. at least one bottle to toast with i have saved one bottle i've drank the other three um probably pretty quickly <laughs> <laughs> well, usually at the anniversary of the fire or with oh, you know some yeah. friends that yeah. they lost their place too. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm sorry that happened. That's awful. And it sounds like you guys have a really strong, tightly knit community um, up there, you know, like the, in this within town. But like I, I know you said you guys have 40 or so couples that you're close with. So it sounds pretty tight and special up there. Yeah. Yeah. We all took, you know, care of each other. I mean, my, my sister stepped in big who lives in on the west side and let us crash in her rv and then in her house for a while and then mm -hmm. the whole dune community really you know came together during that time and still has come together it's a tough spot for yeah. you know so many of us and and what we all went through but i i do believe things happen you know for a reason it's like you we assign a a, a permanence to things like when you're out here and you're you know, laying bricks and building retaining walls and working the property. And you know, the assumption is, okay, I'm going to pass this down to my kids and their, and their kids and the grandkids. And this will be, you know, this generational thing that, you know, this, this brick can never go anywhere. I mean, it's a big hunking piece of brick or this piece of metal and, you know, these things that we assign permanence to. And the reality is it all eventually burns. There is no permanence by definition, 
you know, all material things have a lifespan to them, including us and our own bodies. So it helped give me a perspective on like life and, and what to value, you know, and the very things, the opposite of that, like the very things that, that maybe sometimes we blow off that aren't that significant are, are truly the things that are permanent in life. Like our thoughts, we can't unthink something. Once we think mm -hmm. it, our words, we can't unsay something when we say something that, that maybe, you know, it's not lifting people up if we're, you know, taking actions that aren't in fully alignment with, with ourselves and our community, we can't reverse that. Even all the sorries in the world don't reverse, you know, our thoughts, words, or actions. So it just helped, you know, create, more perspective for a lot of us did uh your crew from up there any of them consider leaving after the fire like mm, yeah yeah we're a, done a here couple left. <laughs> yeah a couple of you know all a lot of the elderly couples have all left um it's just too much to to think about rebuilding and, yeah. and the cost the economics they just can't afford it um but you know one of uh, one couple and family that super were close, really close with us. I was best man at his wedding. They they ended up moving to Montana. Yeah, yeah way out. Yeah, yeah. I think most of the people that moved moved out of you know moved out of state because we're not you know California even you know places that used to be cheap when we were younger. You know Sacramento. I mean everything's gotten super expensive now, so it's not you can't really escape the you know the the cost issue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So in terms of uh, like your product line, anything new coming that we can expect? Um, I know that your Energy Plus has been out for, for a little bit um, now, but um, anything anything new we can look forward to on the horizon? Yeah, we've got a product launch coming up in a couple of weeks, actually. Um, it's off of our FitAid recovery line, so not the Energy line, but the the, the workout recovery line. And uh, we've got a really cool flavor iteration for a, a limited time offer, uh, Fit Aid Hawaiian Nectar. Uh, it's super tasty. I, I think it's our best pro tasting product uh, we've ever put out there. So really excited about that. We've been getting a lot of you know great feedback, and that'll get launched here in a, in a couple of weeks. So excited about that one. Super exciting. Yeah, yeah. I love the evolution of the product to where it came from. I mean, working with athletes, sports, and why you're drinking that crap and then coming up with your own formula and then launching it. And that's a great story. Mm. It's a great story. And you're doing it's It's good work too. You're actually making something healthy for people that want to do this kind of drink or, you know, it's, it's really cool. Um, I always say life's too short to drink cheap wine and it's too short to put garbage <laughs> in your pocket. Yeah, why you drink know? crap I mean, when you can drink something healthy, yeah. you know? And that, that ties back into what you were saying about what you learned, you know, what, what perspective you gained from the fires. It's, it's, you know, everything has, uh, a, you know, a, an end life and, or, or like a timeline to it. And it matters. It matters what we put into our bodies. And, you know, you've got this great product that does the things that we want it to do. And, um, you know, I think that's, yeah, I think that's it's a total, crazy. it's a total parallel. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. What we put in our body really drives how we show up in the world, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, in coming back to like a sports analogy, you know, I, I like to hack around the golf course and you'll never see a PGA player drink a six pack of beer uh on on tour and the reason is beer affects your performance right they know that when they drink you know we 
if you're not a hacker, you're not drinking something that's going to negatively affect your performance. But we're doing this all the time, whether we're conscious of it or not. If we're not literally reading labels and being very mindful about what we're putting in our body, big companies are sneaking all kinds of industrial chemicals into our food and drink, Mm -hmm. you know, and even uh, things that we think are no big deal. Like, oh, I'm going to go have a a Sunday at Marianne's and that little red cherry they put on top, that red dye, that stuff is toxic. The FDA is a value. They don't even allow it in topical things, but they allow it as a, as a food additive, you know, it's crazy. It's a neuro, it's neurotoxic. It's, it's a carcinogenic uh, um, substance that's likely going to get banned. But, you know, unless you're educating yourself on these type of things, you know, it's easy to consume things. Oh, the sugar content's not that high. Oh, wait a second. Two servings per container, not just mm-hmm. one. I got to double mm-hmm. the sugar amount, even though everyone knows you drink the whole thing in one sitting. There's yeah. all kinds of deception right, the, out the there. Servings per container thing. Don't get me started. Or like, or like, <laughs> yeah. or like chips. Cause I've been cutting, I've been, I've been inheriting my, my parents' high blood pressure. So I cut back on caffeine and salt and like chips. It's like serving size four. I'm like, no, serving size is a bag. Otherwise, <laughs> right, it would come, exactly. otherwise it would come in yeah. two bags, right? Yeah. 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 I've always yeah, said yeah, that, exactly. but it's like serving size is not four chips. Nobody does yeah, that. Yeah. So you got a four X everything on that nutrition yeah. channel, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, I love what you're doing. I think it's really important work too. Mm-hmm. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Excited cool. to try the new flavor in a couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 So a, uh, a bit of a tangent. Did you make it to the Warriors playoff game? Uh, I know that uh, Kivan's a, uh, ambassador for you guys um did you uh you know i didn't make it to to a game this playoffs i made it to quite a few uh um in previous years and just you know with my mom's situation her health deteriorating i i always like to take my old man because he loves the warriors as much as i do and he couldn't escape and and because he was full-time caretaking so i didn't want to you know go without him uh but we watched you know, the whole playoffs together. And, and uh, you know, Kavon Looney, who's been on our team for several years now with Fit Aid, is he's continues to get better every year with the, the Warriors. And he's just such an amazing human being. His whole family, I was at a Warrior game last year, and I'm sitting there and, and this um, uh, African-American lady taps me on the shoulder and says, excuse me, are, are you Aaron with, with Fit Aid? And I said, yeah. And she goes, my son is Kavon Looney. And I just wanted to tell you that our whole family loves your products and we drink them all the time. And my husband nice. drinks one every day after his run and met his dad and, and, and his girlfriend and, you know, just like super authentic people and, and good human beings and, and really good alignment with us and our brand. And that's the way we only do partnerships is if there's, you know, full alignment, we don't do these like pay to play deals and, and the person's a complete a-hole or they're not aligned <laughs> or don't drink uh-huh. our product. Yeah. So that's how I say is the difference between our athletes and, and a lot of the energy drink uh, companies, athletes, our athletes actually drink our products. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, their so families apparently. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. You've got like yeah. sincere, authentic ambassadors, not just someone that's shilling your product, you know, yeah. right. That seems very aligned with the product itself. So uh, you have a blog that you maintain um, on the site. You're very active with like health and nutrition and everything. So um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your extracurriculars. Me, I'm I'm a outdoorsy guy. So I love snow skiing in the winter and water skiing in the summer. Those are my two favorite activities. Um, you know, hopping on a motorcycle, the dirt bike, uh, you know, cruising around the mountains here or on my, 
my triumph. Uh, I did replace uh, two of my two of my bikes after the fire. I got one street bike and one dirt bike. So you know, riding those around, hanging out with the kids, um, barbecuing. I mean, we do barbecues at at each other's houses up here in Bonnie Dune at least once a week. You know, in the summer, usually it's twice a week. You know, we all are barbecue wow. aficionados up here, so we we got a little friendly competition there. Yeah. Uh, drinking wine you know eating cheese like just really focusing on being present and enjoying life because life is short man it's like i was 20 a minute ago and now i'm almost 50 it's it's crazy crazy it's a great time to be alive i know there's a lot of you know crazy stuff going on in the world but we've got a a, a, a great way to to kind of deal with and keep things moving forward here uh in in the cruise Michael and I live in Watsonville. And so we, we talk taquerias like often. So you're born and bred Santa Cruz. Where, what, where's your go-to taqueria? Oh yeah. That's the question for everyone. Where's your favorite taqueria? <laughs> so um, La Cabana on the mm-hmm. West side across from Seven Eleven. I judge a taqueria by one thing and one thing only. How good is your carnitas? And they have the best carnitas. That's a great town, litmus test. Had. That's a great yeah, litmus test. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a creature of habit. I order the same thing everywhere. So, you know, I, I go. I was like, what's good here? Well, I know one thing that's good because I ordered it. <laughs> well, you know what happens? This happens like you go to restaurants and you always think, I'm going to try something different this time. And you don't order yeah. your one thing. And then you kind of go, I should have. Like, eh, eh, yeah. I should have ordered my, you know. Go with Sometimes your I'm feeling adventurous and I'll, I'll, I'll go, uh, you know, that's why your new restaurant's great, right? Because it's kind of a blank yeah. slate. You're not, yeah. not biased yet. Right. Nice. Now I'm hungry too. Yeah. yeah. Well, this was, this was super fun. We, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and learn more about your company. All right. Well, thanks y'all. Appreciate you having me on. One big thanks again to Aaron for taking the time to talk to us today. And most importantly, thank you for listening and hopefully subscribing to the Area 831 podcast. We have a lot of very cool interviews lined up. And as you've probably seen if you've been listening, it's music, it's business, it's important people in the community. And we're reaching out to people who are not in Santa Cruz anymore, but started here and went off to do cool things. So subscribe on your favorite podcast catching app. And we will talk to you next time on the Area 831 podcast. Thank you.